Author of Hidden History, Crimes and Cover-Ups in American Politics, 1776 to 1963, and Survival of the Richest, Donald Jeffries separates the real from the unreal. Fact from fiction. Fact from fiction. Reverse engineering our manufactured reality. And now, from just outside the swamp-infested Washington, D.C., this is I Protest with Donald Jeffries. <coughs> and welcome to I Protest. This is Donald Jeffries coming to you as I do every Friday at this time, as the announcer says. From just outside the swap Fest in Washington, D.C. A few minutes late running, uh, thanks to my my dog, Riley, who had an emergency sniffing session or something she needed to do outside. So uh, we had to brought her in now. And uh, Deborah Wheeler saying hi to her. And uh, just for the uh, for the record, Riley is a she. She's uh, she's my golden diva supermodel, so it's not a him. Anyhow, so we, we have a um, an interesting show today on a subject that I've heard so much about, uh, you know, uh, the EMF phenomenon in terms of, I don't even really understand it. I know it has something to do with Wi-Fi and power lines and waves and all that. And uh, certainly it's right up um, the alley of what we talk about here. And lots of people have mentioned it to me before. And uh, two people today, we're going to have three actually, because Jason Barker is uh, going to be coming later. And probably most of you recognize these names. Stephanie Green uh, has been a great supporter and uh, she's uh, you know, has her own story to tell about her what what she's had to deal with with this subject, and Karen Carpenter is wonderful to uh, to have you actually meet you in a video sense because I, I see your comments constantly in the chat room. So welcome to the show, both of you. Thank, Thank you. you. So um, Stephanie, why don't you start because you I think you you seem to have the most extreme case of this from you know I really haven't heard from the, the experience, but I mean it just seems like you've really been through the mill with this. So for, I think for all of us both, and I'll let Karen, I guess, could do it as well. But what is, we're talking about the EMF phenomenon. What exactly is it? What it, What does EMF exactly stand for? How long have you been dealing with this? Um, why do you think, like, for instance, I, you know, I, it, it doesn't affect me or lots of other, what do you think it affects certain people? Is there something to do with your body chemistry or something? And the way you describe it, you've had a lot, a lot of physical problems with it. So talk about how, when this began for you and uh, how, is there anything people can do about it? I guess we're all trying to learn here. Okay. Uh, first of all, I have like a pile of stuff here that is stuff that I plowed through. But just real quickly, uh, back around, I don't, I don't know if it was 2016, 17, somewhere in there, uh, we had moved back to PA from another state and we were living in, a, <laughs> it was a motor home, but it didn't have amenities. It was, but anyway, um, so we're living in this, this camper on my cousin's property and everything's fine. Now I have an autoimmune neurological disorder and, and that is part of this. Um, but I, I'm, I was feeling relatively fine. I mean, I, I'm always, I always have pain, but you know, that was just a normal thing. Uh, and one day I woke up and I got up and I am a huge coffee drinker and hi Don. Um, <laughs> and you know, if, if I can't even get like two sips of coffee down, I know something's wrong. And I, I had a headache. I had profound fatigue. I mean, just like like my bones were tired. I mean, I just was never so tired in my life. I was having GI problems, you know, nausea, diarrhea. Um, I 
don't believe I had a low grade fever. I, I may or may not have, I, I, I don't recall. Um, I was getting dizzy. Um, trying to think, I think that was pretty much it, but basically I was just bed bound. I, I felt like I, even I've never had the flu in my life, but minus any like cold symptoms or, you know, that sort of thing. It felt like what I would think people that have the flu would feel like. I mean, I just could not get out of bed and, and I was having cramps and it exacerbated the pain I already had. It was just really, it was horrible. And I, I, I'm just laying there day after day. I didn't know what in the world was going on. And I'm thinking, well, I'm fine one day and I'm just like sick as hell the next. And this went on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And you know, that was back when YouTube, you know, kind of was, I was researching other things and that was back when, you know, YouTube would kind of put up similar stuff. And that's how I ended up going down 10 gazillion rabbit holes. But something popped up and I don't know, there's a documentary called Take Back Your Power. And I, I don't know if it's still on YouTube or not. It's excellent. It explains a lot about smart meters. I watched it recently. It is there. Oh, it is there. Yeah. Well, I, I highly recommend, I mean, you know, that be like a, a starting point for people to, you know, watch that because it, it, a lot of the scientific stuff gets a little too technical for me. And, um, but I have some resources here. I'm, I'm going to tell everyone about, uh, but anyway, so I'm laying there and I, I, I'm just, you know, looking at the computer because I, I couldn't get out of bed. I didn't know what to do with myself. So I don't know if it was that documentary or there's, um, a channel called Minivan Jack, that the guy's name is Jerry Day. Um, and he has a website, I believe it's EMF Help Center, or it might have been something different at the time or, or whatever, but I, I also have that information. But it was one of those two that popped up and I thought, oh, this looks interesting. Now, to preface all this, I had never heard of a smart meter. Nothing, I knew nothing about them at all. So I watched something and I thought, oh, that sounds kind of like, you know, what a, what's kind of making me sick. I'm having all these symptoms that they're talking about. And so we went out and we looked and sure enough, they had put the smart meters in and I went around and I found out from someone uh, if they had any clue when these things had been installed, because they don't tell you, they just come and throw them on your house or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I kind of correlated that, that the time that they were installed with um, this, the onset of my symptoms. And I thought, well, that has to be what's making me ill because, it, I mean, there, there was no other reason for it. Not, I mean, nothing else had changed. So um, anyway, I, I just kind of diagnosed myself because doctors are completely useless at least sure. in my case. Um, well, well, doctors said they probably, this is something that I'm sure they don't recognize, right? They don't think this no. is a real thing, right? No, no, but it yeah, is yeah. a very real thing. In fact, there are ICD codes, which Don, you ought to know what the, the international classification of disease codes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, here in America, there's not probably not a doctor here in this country that, that knows what you're talking about. Now, if you're over in Europe, they're much more familiar, but and I can get into all that later, but um, it, it is a very real thing. I mean, th there wouldn't be ICD codes assigned to it if if it was, you know, just in your head. Okay, well, um, well I, I want to get, let, let's let Karen, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll get more specific on what, you know, what has happened to you. Karen, uh, When how long has this been happening with you? And um, 
is this is, were were there smart meters that caused? What do you, what do you think is behind this, and and how long have you been, and how much have you been suffering from? It? Okay, first of all, I don't want to get away from the gravity of the topic, but my dog Jeffrey was here for White Wolf. He, and he left. Okay. White Wolf has been wanting to see Jeff. He was here. So um, I don't suffer nearly as badly as Stephanie does, but I I tend to dig into topics and I know that this is a big, and I've had health issues that I have studied and worked my way out of several times. Uh, I had terrible arthritis and back issues and I've I looked into it and I've cleaned up my diet. I added some turmeric and other supplements and I started digging. I, I got my way out of that. Then I got mercury poison, having my mercury fillings removed because I thought it would be good for my health. And so then I had to dig my way out of that. And the way to do it is through intensive study and changing your diet, changing your supplements, changing your habits, EMF wise and otherwise. So I, I've, I've done a deep dive into this topic I did it. Let my dog in. I'm sorry. Okay. Sure, sure. Go ahead. So I've listened to the, I did a presentation on a recent uh, Knights of the Storm episode on the history of this going back into the 1700s. And White Wolf is correct about EMFs. And I, I did a 56 slide presentation on Knights of the Storm two or three weeks ago. So if anybody's interested in the history of this, and early on, symptoms did begin to uh, arise, and they were a lot of the things that we consider to be, or that are diagnosed now as nervous conditions or sleep deprivation, feeling lousy, lack of energy, a lot of headaches, a lot of the things that we complain of now were also noticed right when people began experimenting with electricity in the mid to late 1700s, and it was called neurasthenia. Yes. And Freud came along and he decided that it was because people weren't thinking straight, disordered thoughts. So he labeled it as a psychiatric condition, anxiety, disorder, depression, insomnia. And of course, the Rockefeller medicine came along and started pushing prescriptions for all these things. But there's a lot of evidence that actually most uh, many, many of the things that we consider psychological symptoms are actually from our EMF exposure over history. So I've done a lot of work looking into that. Also, addiction uh, is another thing that there, the medical profession is wanting to prescribe a lot of medicine for, but EMFs tend to seem to have um, a, just a lot of the problems that we have physically and psych, uh, with anxiety and depression and things, they're very much related or can be to EMF. So for me personally, when I wear uh, Bluetooth earbuds or headphones, mm -hmm. I just, well, I, I had some as a gift a year or so ago and I wore them for a week or so. And that week I kept telling a friend of mine, something's wrong with me. I don't know what it is. I feel terrible. After three or four days, I was telling my friend, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to die. I, I feel mm -hmm. I'm just in the chair. just felt terrible. Mm -hmm. And then so I started thinking, what have I done differently? What's going on here? And then I realized I've been wearing these, these Wi-Fi earbuds for the last week or so. And I just felt awful. So I can tell the difference. And I've been doing a lot of looking into this 
recently since I knew I was going to do this with you and also preparing for this show with Jason. And then I have a new grandson and I've been trying to teach my daughter about it as much as possible. And the importance of not using a wireless baby monitor on the baby that, you know, or unplug your Wi-Fi at night at least. And she does get it a little bit. She's been telling her husband when they were trying to have, you know, get pregnant, stop putting your laptop on your lap. So yeah, I know I've really dug into this deeply and I don't suffer as nearly as badly as Stephanie, but that doesn't mean that my body isn't suffering the consequences and I don't feel it yet. Right. Was it, what was it with, in your case that Stephanie seems like it was more dramatic that it was, uh, you know, maybe associated with the smart meters. Was this a gradual thing for you? I mean, did you, did you have any of these issues when you were, you know, much younger and, and what, what point no. did this start or did it, was no. it I may have, because when I went away to college, I developed anxiety, panic attacks pretty sure. quickly. Now, it could be that I had been moved in. I went in the college. There may have been a lot of electrical fields, a lot of antennas. You know, who who know because the computer labs and different things that I was I could have been feeling it and I didn't realize it when I realized it was only a year or two ago that and okay. could could put it together that yes, when I wear these wireless earbuds, I feel terrible. Oh boy, I have them. I, I, I cause I, I'm just asking like for somebody like me, I mean, I have, we have uh, wireless and uh, I wear those earbuds sometime and stuff. And of course I, but I have anxiety all the time. Anyway, I'm always stressed out and yeah. ridiculous, but I, I, I don't know that it's related to that. And of course I've never slept well in my entire life. Yeah. So I don't, I don't have noticed any big difference with, with that. But so do you think this is something where it, it's a, a individual body chemistry or is it some people are more susceptible to it? Why do you think it, it, it strikes some people, not others? I personally, uh, well, uh, Stephanie, uh, you have a lot to say and I want to let you say well, it. But personally, yeah. I think that we are all suffering for it for our, in, in one way or another, the cancer that we're seeing. Uh, we know well for well the 2.4 gigahertz, which is the the bandwidth that uh, microwave ovens use in that vicinity. And yes, also microwaves. I think because I mean I wonder the time because I I think something has to be it, it can't be right to like nuke your food like that. No, uh, but I, the same frequency is coming out of every cell phone that's using 4G that yeah, that yeah, that yeah. band, and that band is what has it's been shown to cause infertility and is highly linked to diabetes and that's just the that's just the fact though these all of these bands it's kind of like radio stations and some each station has different effects on us mm -hmm. if you think about our heartbeat or how all of the different diagnostic tests we use we use different kinds of x-rays mri is magnetic magnetic uh resonance we are cat scan it's all different um wavelengths of this spectrum that we're using to diagnose ourselves and then we also have the electrical heartbeat we use the ekg which is electrical for the heart and then the eeg which is the electrical systems of the brain we're electrical beings so i think that we're all affected by it yes you must feel it more than others if or you see sooner than others if you see don lambert on the screen there and, and this is something i you, I still get some people, but I've been contacted over the years many times by targeted individuals. Uh, and, and so how is this? 
And I know some people, I know it's obviously different in some ways, but, and some people get offended if you try, I'm not lumping anything in, but is there, is there a connection between the dues and people being targeted with or anything with this or is it completely separate? I, I think that all of us are, are all of us at this point are affected by it because unless you're, you are living out in the wilderness with no cell phone and no Wi-Fi, no uh, smart anything, mm -hmm. you're, you're affected by it. Anyway, I would like to let Stephanie continue. Yeah, Stephanie, because you, you, <laughs> you have a, you've been through the mill with this. So talk Thank about you, Karen. But yeah, she, Karen covered quite a lot. You, you must have read uh, The Invisible Rainbow. You betcha, baby. <laughs> yeah, a certain, a certain somebody we know got a complimentary copy but hasn't read it yet. Oh, well, I yeah, did yeah. the presentation <laughs> I did on Nights of the Storm about three weeks ago is covered this. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's a very it's a it's a very engaging book. Now there there is another book because Karen said something very um important. We we all are electrical beings, and, you know, our heart runs this is i think why people get the arrhythmias which i get horrible ones and i've been getting they've been getting a little scary uh, you know and i i can't even get my hospital to do any an ekg or have you know wear a holter monitor to monitor these over a span of i forget how long you wear a holter if it's 24 72 hours or 48 whatever but anyway uh the other book i read a long long time ago is called the body electric yes electromagnetism and the foundation of light now there there is another book called the body electric but this is one by robert becker and gary can't read my own writing selden um but now th this book's a little more dry technical um but it's a very good i would say read this read that one first and then read the invisible rainbow and yes this i saw a comment this does tie in to a lot of the pandemics. Absolutely. And I didn't just read the book and go, oh, you know, I looked everything up because when I research, I look everything up and I checked all the dates and I cross-referenced everything and people it, might yeah. have their illusions shattered about certain things we that start with the letter V if they read this book. It's it, very it's, enlightening. And this, and this book is very engaging. It's very readable. I think I whipped through it in about two days or whatever. Um, as far as targeted individuals, I would recommend people are interested, read Alana Friedland's um, right. work. She's now, this, this is some scary stuff. I mean, this yeah. is very scary, but this is more along the lines of weaponized frequencies and whatnot. But yeah. it, having said that, my personal opinion is that Wi-Fi is a weapon because it is, it's been known for about 50 years or more. Um the effects of all this stuff, like sonar, radar, what have you. Um, there's, I used to have it printed out. I had a great big box of stuff because I was trying to fight the smart meter on my house. Well, that, that was futile. That went nowhere. Um, but uh, I'm sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Um, so I think the, the brain fog is, is yeah. like killing me here, but um, oh, there, there's, um, I have it written down here somewhere what it was called it was put out by i think the u.s military the navy um I have it written down here somewhere uh but in the meantime yes it, it this stuff causes um reproductive harm it it, it affects the sperm 
sperm count, sperm motility. For people that don't know motility, that's like they're basically their ability to swim around. They just kind of float around there. They're just like floating on their little floaties. Mm. Um, that's why there's, I think, why there's so much infertility and why it's been rising because we've been using this stuff for decades now. And just because some of us get the extra bonus of actually feeling it affecting our bodies, it's affecting everybody. And, you know, I watch so many things where people I, I see in the chat, people are going, well, what can we do? What can we do? And I have thrown so much stuff out there. One thing we can all do is disconnect from Wi-Fi because it is a weapon, particularly in this country, because we are our government allows us to be exposed to so much more radiation. So if so, if I if I have Ethernet, I don't. I'm, I'm, that's not the same, right? I don't have to worry about it. No, I have Ethernet. My okay, okay. Uh oh, oh, oh! Boy, There's an adapter there. Okay. And because yeah. a lot of these computers don't have the actual Ethernet um, end, but I have no cell phone. My house phone is a corded phone. I don't use the, the cordless handset. I cannot be around any of this stuff. Now, part of the reason, well, first of all, let me say this. I have had lifelong anxiety for which no one has been able to determine a cause. And one of my favorite doctors that whose, whose work I, let, I read a lot of is Dr. Magda Havas. Uh, she was a professor in Canada. Uh, I speak like in past tense. I, she's still alive, but She's a retired professor, but she also researched all this stuff for decades. And she brought up one thing. She said, ask yourself if, if fluorescent lights have ever bothered you. Because oh, if they yes. have, you're probably electrosensitive. And I thought, those have always bothered me. I've always just felt uncomfortable. I mean, I, I hate changing fluorescent bulbs. I can tell you that. They're the stupidest <laughs> invention ever. <laughs> and they're horrible for you. They're, they're bad yeah. for your eyesight. These yeah. things, you know, there's a reason they outlawed incandescent bulbs, and it's mm -hmm. not because they want to save power or save the planet or global warming. It's because they're they're better for you. LEDs and and fluorescent lights they cause cataracts. Even the blue light coming off your screens um, can cause a lot of visual problems. And interrupts your circadian rhythms also. Yes. I when I when I realized and I live in California, which is an early early adopter of all these draconian measures when I realized that it was going to be illegal to import uh, incandescent old-fashioned bulbs into California I started buying them up and I bought what I projected would be a lifetime supply of incandescent light bulbs a couple of years ago and whenever I would go on vacation I we'd stop in Nevada before we came back to California and I would go raid the hardware stores and now it is illegal to, I believe, to import them into the United States, isn't it? Or even manufacture them. We we haven't been able. We we moved out here um, a little over seven years ago, and I knew this. I knew this was coming with the bulbs. And seven years ago, in Pennsylvania, we could not find a fluorescent bulb anywhere. I, I mean, wow. it's horrible. And um. But anyway, uh, you know, getting back to the anxiety after I read The Invisible Rainbow, I thought, you know, in conjunction with Dr. Havas saying, you know, if fluorescent lights have ever bothered you, well, they bothered me since I was a child in elementary school. And, and it was just like a, it wasn't anything like physical that I felt, but I always had a very high heart rate. It was always clenching my jaw, which induced constant headaches. My muscles were always tight. 
I just could not relax. And, you know, I'm wondering now, because I've been told all my life that, you know, I'm crazy, I have mental illness. And, I, and I'm thinking, well, maybe I've just been electrically sensitive my whole life. But then uh, 11 years ago, I acquired what's called complex regional pain syndrome, which is an autoimmune slash um, neurological disorder. And people who already have inflamed nervous systems or people who have been shocked. Now, I hate to admit this, but because of the bad anxiety, which ultimately down the road induced severe anxiety because I was uncomfortable in my own body, I still am, but, you know, I, um, I became very depressed, like after my mother died and so on and so forth. And unfortunately, I got involved with the wonderful psychiatric profession and I went through electroshock therapy. So that also makes you more prone to electrosensitivity. Uh, so I have sort of a double whammy. Um, I've been shocked numerous times and I have an inflamed nervous system. But about um, a year at least a year ago, it might have been longer. They put a 5G transmitter or the, the, the small box. Um, not sure if it's called a transmitter or whatever. Uh, it's directly across the road from our house. And ever since that thing went up, I acclimated to the smart meter eventually. Um, we moved into our house. We started getting unpacked. I was feeling great. And then all of a sudden, back on the couch again. And I thought, oh, don't tell me they came. And sure enough, they came and without our knowledge, put smart, smart meter on our house. And I was getting sick. And we also have a smart water meter in our basement. Mm. And we have no idea when that was put in because it wasn't here when we moved in. So they actually came and just went down in our basement and swapped out the old meter and put in the smart meter. Then I had a big argument with them over whether it was a smart meter. I said, well, if you drive up the road and you're just reading it from your truck, that by definition is a smart meter. And he's trying to tell me it wasn't. And I, I'm like, look, I don't treat me like I'm an idiot because I know what I'm talking about with this stuff. But anyway, so if you have a gas or water meter and they're in your house, they're smart meters. So you're getting bombarded with all of this stuff. The best thing people can do is hardwire everything. And I, you know, I don't want to say get rid of your cell phones. I mean, I live without one. I don't miss it. In fact, it's it's a feeling of freedom for me. But, um, you know, hardwire everything as much as you can. Because like I said, just because you're not feeling the effects, it's causing DNA damage. It is a known carcinogen. Um, it's causing fertility problems. Um, uh, miscarriages, uh, glioblastoma which is an extremely aggressive form of brain cancer. And it used to be fairly rare. Now, my brother-in-law died from glioma some years back. And coincidentally, at the very same time, my boyfriend's cousin was also diagnosed with a brain tumor. Now, she's a paralegal. And both of them were always, always, always on their phones and always holding them up to their heads. Now, unfortunately, my brother-in-law died. Hers was benign, and they were able to cut it out. And she's been fine so so far. But um, Leukemia is common if you're in close vicinity to a tower. And a lot of women, or some women, I, I, I wouldn't, it seems like it'd be very uncomfortable, but a lot of women, I guess, tuck their phones in their bras. So it's been causing breast cancers. Um, <coughs> so, you know, 
as far as I know, even the enclosures that come with the phones say to keep them a certain distance away from your, your body. And, you know, when I did have a cell phone, I never, ever put it up to my head. I always put it on speaker. I do that. Yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, but when you when you have that, even though it's non-ionizing or non-heating radiation, it's still radiation. And when you are constantly holding that thing up to your ho your your head, it's constantly pinging. It's 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 a pulsing uh, frequency. Well, the young people today are going to be in really bad trouble at some point. Then I guess because they're, they're, they're constantly. Yeah, I mean, well, it's hard to tell. I can't tell if anything's wrong with them though, because they're they they seem like zombies half the time anyhow. So well, the, the autism rate is through the roof, and I was yes, listening yes. earlier to. Uh, Dr. Mercola with Dietrich Klinghart, who is a German person, a doctor who came to the United States. And he he's he's really forward thinking and very much into the EMFs and the da damage that they do. And he feels that, well, he won't treat anybody. He won't stick with them as a patient until they do a very serious EMF mitigation program, which means a lot of testing in their environment, in their home and their personal habits have got it changed when it comes to smart smart devices and cell phones and things. Um, so, but he, he feels that, um, well, even Putin, he said, Putin made a speech sometime back that said, we don't need to go to war with America because they're, they're killing themselves with the electricity, electrical frequencies. <laughs> all, all we have to do is wait yeah. until they're all in the insane asylum. <laughs> and it's true. That's, yeah. that's why I said it's a weapon. Yeah, yeah. They, oh, they, I, agree. Like, I completely they, agree. Yeah, they, I mean, I had, like I said, I don't know what happened to half my research. I had it printed out, but I, I had stuff that was, one was printed in 1969. Another was printed in, I think, 71 or I was 11 years old. I'm 63. This is how long they've known that all of this stuff, it's not, it's, it's the frequencies. It's the pulsing. It's the dirty electricity. It's it's a whole. So you, you guys are you guys are saying maybe America is not as insane as it seems? Because I mean, I'm looking around. It's like a collective mental asylum at some points. Maybe a lot of this is just being you know created by the EMF waves. I think that could be part of it. Certainly, the the um, you know little intervention that everyone took is is not helping, and that also, depending on how much you've looked into that, I believe could also be interacting with these frequencies. I, now again, I don't want, not going to go down that, right. that rabbit hole, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not just one thing. No, it's, it's Catherine Austin Fitz calls it the great poisoning. And I always mm -hmm. mention her because I think she has a very good grasp on what's going on. And she, of course, she worked in the Bush administration as the assistant secretary yes. of housing and urban development. She's been there, done that. And she says it in the mid nineties, this, the decision was made at the, the banker level to move resources out of the United States because the budget what could not be balanced and people were not willing to tighten their purse strings and do what needed to be done. The American public didn't want to know and didn't want to help uh, balance things. And so what are we looking at? And so she says that the decision was made to depopulate, to lower the lifespan. And that's when you saw the uptick in the sky spraying in the mid 90s and also the 
the introduction of all of the wireless devices and also the uh, really huge GMO distribution, which is glyphosate, which destroys the, the gut biome. And, and the EMFs just add to all of this. They cause the blood-brain barrier to be permeable, which means that metals can go into the brain and metals are highly associated with Alzheimer's as well as other neurological issues. So it's all a, it's all a cocktail. It, it's a, it's an attack from every angle. Right. Like, like I said, it's, it. you know, picture it like a, like a big ball of twine. It's, you know, it's all mushed together. And um, as far as like when, when they put 5G in, which they started putting in around here in 2020, you know, when we all had to stay home, because it was so important. I never saw so many bucket trucks in my life. I mean, I was one of the essential people, which I thought was Yes, you know, everyone's essential. But so I was out and about. And uh, like I said, they were out putting up this stuff everywhere. And we're in the boonies. I mean, we're, I live in Amish country in central PA, you know. Um, and it, like I said, it, it is a weapon. I mean, it's it's killing us. And people well, are voluntarily the, killing themselves with this stuff. Speaking of the Amish, because they, I would imagine they are, pretty much free from any of this, right? Because, I mean, they, they tend to be completely off the grid as much as possible. Or do, do we know, like, what their level of uh, disease is compared to the average American that is, you know, susceptible to this? Because it's it's everywhere in our... But they've kind of unplugged, though. Or, or, or are they not able to unplug completely? Well, you have, diff you have different levels of Amish. You have the, the really old... Um, I guess I call it old Am, and like I'm not an Amish expert, but I guess you have the old, like old order Amish, and then you have your, I guess, sort of the middle of the road, and you have your some that are a little more uh, modern. Now none of them will drive a car. Uh, people around here get jobs driving them around, but I, I have seen them with cell phones. I see them in the grocery store. They apparently love junk food because they buy all kinds of soda and potato chips and garbage. But overall, because they don't do these things. Um, and I say that because I never worried about getting those. I, I've never had the flu. I've never had pneumonia. But my doctor 11 years ago, well, actually a few years before that, decided I just had to have a flu shot. And I didn't want one. But she put so much pressure on me, I finally relented. And after, I think, two years of those, I fell in my living room and I ended up having my entire life destroyed. But um, nonetheless, the Amish... They appear to be very healthy um, and um, they're, you know, they're not interested in our medical system, although they, they do use it if necessary. I mean, if something gets really, really serious or right. obviously we have, we do have unfortunately collisions between buggies and, and vehicles here. Right. Right. Um, but for the most part, they stay away uh, from our society. And, um, I mean, they're nice people though. You know, if you talk to them and they're, they're, they're very nice people. Um, but I would say just from observation that they seem far healthier. And I'll tell you what, also for not having smartphones and computers and all that jazz that we use, they are much more savvy than people give them credit for. These people know what's going on. I can tell you, um, sure. You know, it, it's amazing. I mean, even them spraying. You know, I had a guy who was making fun of an Amishman because he was out burning his field. 
and somebody stopped and asked him why he was burning his field. And he said, well, because of the chemtrails, they're spraying all over my fields and he was burning everything off. And he was just laughing like this was the funniest thing I ever he had ever heard. And I said, sounds like a smart guy. And he just yeah. looked at me, you know, this. Yeah, they're like I said, they know a lot more than people give them credit. We could probably for. learn a, learn a lot from that. I want to shout out to the people in the, in the Rockfin chat because I can actually see you today. So uh, just to let you know, I know you're there. Freethinker59, good to see you. Any word? Our friend Angry Tiger is there. Uh, any word? Free59. Uh, Keith S. Okay, just, just letting you know I, I'm there. And uh, so if you have any questions from there or come on over to YouTube where I can see you easier and put your question on the screen. Uh, so uh, hopefully we're going to have Jason Barker here soon. I don't see any message from him. So uh, I, I guess. Think Jason. Oh, he just popped it. What am I talking about? <laughs> How'd you get in? Somebody must have let Hello. you know. Okay. <laughs> I was looking down there and see. Well, speak of the devil, there he is, Jason, Jason Barker, who is the host of uh, Nights of the Storm and uh, has done a lot of, uh, I think, a lot of shows on the subject. Apparently, Karen has is, is really presented her research there as well. So, Jason, welcome. Glad you could make it. And uh, we've been talking to uh, Stephanie and Karen about their own experiences. What, what is your background in this? How, how did you uh, start getting impacted by EMF and how long ago was it? And exactly what is going on with you in this subject? Oh, first, I want to apologize for being late, Don. I got a little snafu on the way into Branson. But, no, um, no my, I was actually from 99 until 2005. I was active duty army and that was my specialty was microwave communications. And I knew of the dangers then. Um, and then when they started throwing these 5G towers up and everything, I started saying, hey, wait a minute. This is kind of like really close to, you know, who I worked with. And we had warnings and stuff to stay away from that stuff. And it's not that it's just one or two towers. There's so many of them that they, they overlap and cross. And I don't know, I just started looking more into it and found out a lot of surprising things like uh, more than just cooking you slowly. It actually messes with your chemical uh, balance in your brain. All these different, depending on the frequency, it has different effects. And there's lots of NIH studies done on the subject. And uh, the more I look into it, the more concerned I am. So this was it was basically your your research run in the military or anything you were exposed to like in the field or something? Oh, I actually was working on a um, satellite dish. Um, one of the transmitters, a ground ground station transmitter and had to go in there and do some repairs. And I couldn't be around that thing for more than five minutes. Uh, my skin would turn bright red. Uh, if you have high blood pressure and you know what it feels like when your blood pressure is spiking, it felt like that. Like my eyes are going to bulge out of my head temples throbbing, skin got hot. And uh, that's one of the signs and symptoms of uh, overexposure. And so is high blood pressure and heart arrhythmia. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, but before the service, you had, you didn't have any of these problems? Uh, no, never had any. No. And how about after, since you've, you're out of the service, do you, uh, are you, do you have problems uh, in your private life? So I didn't have any problems until right about the time COVID came. And, uh, and the 5G was rolling out and uh, I developed a hypertension at that time, which I still have, you know, I've kind of got myself off the meds and stuff and I'm doing better with it. But historically I always had low blood pressure. So for it to spike overnight and I thought, well, maybe it's because I caught COVID or some kind of long COVID or something like that. And then I started putting two and two together and saying, wait a minute, they, they also just rolled out all these 5G towers, like overnight, they just turned them on. And, and I literally... I must have been in sick call a month before that, 
and they actually said, do you normally have this low blood pressure? And they took it two or three times. And I said, well, yeah, you know, that's what they always tell me. And then all of a sudden I'm like stroke level, uh, freaking blood pressure. Mine did that too, a year or two ago. And I I really had to hit a lot of supplements hard. Yeah. And, and there's actually, um, somebody had sent me, uh, where the NIH is actually doing a study, um, on the 5g related to COVID or signs and symptoms of COVID. So that's something I'm looking to see how that develops. In my research, uh, just recently, well, I've known for a while, but I revisited today, Martin Paul, the last few days at P-A-L-L. And he's, he's done a lot of research over the years, looked into a lot of the um, medical literature and the scientific literature. And, and he agrees with you, Jason, that, and you, Stephanie, that this has been known about for quite some time, the effects of it. Russia is, is, really instituting a lot of protections or has much more strict standards for emissions on their people. Turkey and Iraq are leading in research and Iran also have very strict standards. The standards that we allow here in the United States are hundreds of times higher than many, many, many countries. And I also found in my research that the, uh, jab people are have immunity but the uh communications industry also has immunity you cannot sue no because of health effects of of these devices or where the towers are city councils are not allowed to take health concerns into consideration with the placements of towers you can complain about the looks of a tower that it's bringing down your property value by having a tower but you cannot bring the the health issues to light or you could possibly be sued city councils and municipalities also uh, research by honest researchers who really wanted to look at the health effects started to be defunded in the in the mid 70s and was completely more or less defunded by the mid 80s which is also about the time that that the jabby wabbies got uh, the immunity for the the act the the acts that gave the uh, jab makers in america immunity about that same time that all it really went uh, a, a very strong effort to defund any scientists or researchers that were wanting to study health effects of electromagnetic fields or frequencies and we know that the funding is everything for the scientists and the, the various universities and if you are not fitting into the the desired narrative with your research and your outcome you're not going to get funding and that that way you're not going to keep your professorship you're not going to get your lab funded so there's been a real squelching of the the researchers the scientists the medical people who really would like to uh work for the better you know the good of the people and the safety of these devices you also see the revolving doors between the agencies the fcc federal communications commission and the big uh, telecom companies you'll have a lobbyist for the telecom company going to be the uh, um, important officer in the fcc just like with the pharmaceutical companies it's a revolving door between the the cdc and the fda and the pharmaceutical companies it's the same thing with the telecom companies and the fcc 
So that's my little two cents for a while. No, I found, I found this. Uh, it's and it's uh, printed on the paper NMRI. It's the Naval Medical Research Institute. And that was published in 1971. Like I said, I was 11. I mean, depending on the month. <laughs> uh, but that's, you know, like I said, I'm 63. So there is a good 50 solid years of research. There are thousands of research papers on mostly the biological effects on the body, not so much the sensitivity part, although there is a lot of research on that too, but that there's more and more of that coming out. But um, if I could recommend, I think everyone needs, I have a tri-field meter. This, this measures the magnetic, electric, and RF fields. And if I can just show you, I have the, uh, the volume the sound, you can turn the sound off on these, but I think it's better if you hear it. I have a lot of dirty electricity in my house. And one of the things the smart meters does do, and this is not my area of expertise to explain all the science, but I can give you um, where to go to get all of that explanation. But it's my understanding that the smart meters are not designed to handle the load of electricity that's going into them. And also they appear to be on a circuit. And if you are the last house on the circuit, which in our case, I kind of believe we might be because every winter are electric spikes. And I've called the electric company several times and they always say, well, it's because you have your heat on. And uh, I said, oh, no, I don't think so, because we heat with a wood stove. So that is our primary and only source of I mean, we do have electric baseboards, but they're never turned on because our wood stove heats are we don't have a really big house. And I said that we are doing nothing different in the winter, except maybe turning a few lights on a few hours earlier, but it's like two lamps and a light over our sink in the kitchen. But, uh, you know, for our bills to spike the way they do, there's no explanation except it's the smart meter because so many people have said, even people I knew that I talked to, my cousin and so forth, um, they all said that their bills like doubled, tripled, whatever, when the smart meters went in. But again, the reason they tend to catch on fire, and this is just my understanding, I don't, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but um, like I said, they're, they're not designed to, to carry the load. And the dirty electricity is like the, the electricity bleeding out from the wires and just kind of causing this electrical pollution in your house. And again, I, I can't get into all the specifics of how that works and because that part I have to constantly review because it gets me confused too. But I have a lot of dirty electricity in my house, which I'm trying to find something to take that out. But there's so many di different devices on the market and I, I don't know, you know, which is the best. And I don't have the money to just keep buying different devices and trying them. But I'll just let you see. I don't know if you can hear that. Is that like my friend? You you probably know this, Karen or Jason. My friend Vince Agnelli. Whenever we eat lunch together, he brings some kind of device. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah. We're reading. I don't know what the hell it means, but I mean, it's interesting. He's he's like waving. Oh, see, there he's yeah. telling me how. I it's think he has several of those different yeah. types. Go ahead, Jason. What do you think? Oh, uh, I think the one Vince has. He's got a specific one. It's rather expensive, but it actually picks up five G. Uh, a yeah, lot of the yeah, meters out yeah. there on the market, they call them ghost detectors. And yeah, they'll pick up your, uh, you know, your electricity bleeding out and, you know, your EMF, but they don't all go to the 5G because I'm looking for one myself. I know we have uh, three 5G towers that went in 
around St. Robert area. And uh, I can't get 5G service where I'm at, but I don't know if the if it's just because the signal isn't strong enough or, or if this mountain is blocking it. I'm hoping it's blocking it. But, you know, I didn't want to spend $300 on that meter. So, well, this, 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 um, this is not a ghost hunting. I mean, this is, this is a tri-field meter. I contacted the company and I spoke to someone and I told them the issues I was having. And I said, I, I don't really know what would be the best, but something that's not, you know, a thousand dollars. I think this was right. about 150 or whatever. And like I said, it measures the magnetic field, the electrical field, and then the RF, which is the, 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 the pulsing. I can't really demonstrate it well because everything's hardwired. Well, so. your, your, your problems began with the smart meter. Is there, do you still have the smart meter device in your house? Is it, can you get rid of it or they won't let you? Nope. I, I printed, this is only a small portion of what I printed. The electric company told me I would have to take it up to the PUC, which I did. So you don't have any choice. I printed, no, we have no choice. This is the, um, this is the case, the case file right here. First energy. That's all the legal lease crap. I spent two days, about six hours each day. I, I used two entire packs of paper. I don't know if it's at like 500 sheets mm -hmm. in a standard pack of printer yeah. paper. Okay. Yeah. So I printed up, I printed up a thousand pieces of paper. I sat, I, you know, put paper clips around everything, separated it. I wrote out a long diss dissertation why I needed this thing removed and I sent it all over to the PUC and the judge called me one day and he said, this is all hearsay because unless you have the <laughs> authors of these research papers to come and testify in person, it's not acceptable. And I said, well, that's great. I said, because I don't get to speak to the scientists upon which you are basing your decision to tell me that this is perfectly safe, do I? I just have to yeah. take your word for it. But um, I got so desperate, I reached out actually to a group in Maryland. And a woman there was nice enough to get back to me. She has a sister who lives here in PA. And she put me in touch with her. Now, this woman is an attorney. And I would say when I spoke to her, which was a few years back, she probably was as bad as I am right now. She had at that time had been fighting for five years to get the smart meter taken off of her house. And, you know, you just can't. I mean, there's, there are some states that have an opt out. You have to pay an extra monthly fee. Of course. Get you any which way. But at this point, I would gladly pay the fee because between the smart meter and that 5G transmitter, which is only... <laughs> hundred feet or so from our house. Well, this this goes this goes into the the larger question again of what what kind of tyranny we live under because even if they even if people think even if they want to say okay you're nuts you're crazy you're imagining all this whatever why don't you have the option to say you know because may, even maybe psychologically it just maybe a placebo effect it might make you feel better but people should have that option again what kind of what about the pro choice stuff we're we're not pro choice on anything yeah. but that one issue. People ought to be able to, whatever reason, there's not, I don't understand. It's not giving your, it's not making your power any better. Is it to have the smart meters? Is it, is it making your lights that much brighter or your, your water? I, I don't, I don't understand no, what the argument is. It costs a lot of jobs. You know, the, the guys that used to come out and read the meters. Right. And right. with the electric, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the water meters, the gas meter, and we don't have gas, but we do, like I said, we do have a smart water meter. And like I said, the guy argued with me. It's not a smart meter. 
I so said, well, how do you read it remotely? They can, so they can put the smart meter in for, for electricity, water, and gas. All I mean, and, But if you have all that, is it all no. on the one meter or do you have individual meters? No, they're separate mm -hmm. meters. They're separate meters. So I'm getting it from the smart meter, which is our, our, main, our one bathroom behind me here. I'm getting it from the water meter, which is in the basement. Then I'm getting it from the 5G transmitter directly across the street from our house. And I'll tell you, this week, this is the first I've been up. And I, you, you can't see it, but I'm sitting against about three huge pillows here. Oh. Um, I, I took like two naps yesterday for about an hour, hour and a half. Oh, and then I went, to bed, I went to bed at seven o'clock last night and I got up at seven o'clock this morning. That, that's how exhausted. I, I mean, this is when I'm saying profound fatigue. But, you know, you I mean, I, I don't even know how to put it into words. You You can't. You can't describe it to someone and, and tell them what that feels like unless you actually feel it. But um, if I could, could I run through quick some some research that I have here? Just um, sure, sure. Okay. This was put out in March of 2020. Interesting timing. Um, it was published in the International Journal of Molecular Sciences, and it's called Electrohypersensitivity as a newly identified and characterized. Neurological pathological disorder, how to diagnose, treat, and prevent it. And as you can see, it's, it's a pretty lengthy study. What they did is uh, they took a bunch of other studies and they did a meta-analysis and they implored the WHO to actually recognize this as a somatic, you know, in other words, physical versus psychosomatic disorder. Now, I don't know the WHO, according to Dr to Dr. Magda Havas, they were aware of this problem in 2004, but the WHO calls it um, idiopathic environmental sens sensitivity, which makes no sense to me because idiopathic means cause unknown. Um, but they, they, they stated, they call it idiopathic um, I'm sorry, I have all these notes, but I, I was very. Uh, it, yeah, idiopathic means yeah, they don't know. Yeah, they don't, they don't know a lot. So they added on due to yeah. yeah, like a metro electromagnetic fields or well, something it, it, because they're not gonna they for what because if if they had to address what you're saying about these smart meters, then they would they would have to. It's like anything else, like the vaccine or anything else. Then they responsible people would take it off the market if it's damaging some people. What it would used to be the standard if if a drug uh you know had side effects or damaged some very relatively small group of people, if they met a certain threshold, which was pretty small, they would take it off the market because they didn't want to take a chance on it. But we have lots of people. I mean just all of you people, you know, I learned about you seeing you in the chat room. So you're all just common to one little show how many people are even watching this so how you know how many people are out there but i want to i want to ask karen and jason both do you guys have smart meters or is stephanie the only one that has smart meter i don't i did it at my old house uh not this new house i don't okay. i have a smart meter but it's down at the opposite end of the house from where we spend most of our time okay i don't know if that matters or not but also I've I've come to the conclusion one of the, the obstacles that we have here is that people, the general public seems to be the under the illusion that these regulatory agencies across the board are going to protect us. They do yeah. not care yeah. about 
us. That's the big thing. They do not care about us. They are captured and they are in it for the money and the power. You know, it's crazy. The, the NIH, I read through about four or five papers this morning uh, talking about the EMF and the effects on the body. Now, they admit they admit that it has negative effects on the body. And uh, what they always come down to is, well, it just warrants further study. But they don't do any further study. In the meantime, we'll subject you to it. I want to shoot out some some numbers here, okay? Because I thought it was a joke when I when I joined the army. I'm like, I'm a microwave tech. What am I going to fix microwaves? Well, come to find out, you can actually cook food in front of one of those transmitters. And uh, I looked up, you know, what is a microwave? Because you know, I'm thinking maybe there's a certain frequency that's used to excite water molecules, and and they avoid that for telecommunications, right? That's what I'm thinking. Absolutely not true. Uh, a microwave oven works at about one one point four gigahertz. Uh, I'm sorry, two point four five gigahertz. That's what it works at. And your Wi-Fi, your uh, AM FM or your FM handheld radios, and your your cellular devices fall across that. And and this what really concerns me is you know when it comes to EMF, it's relatively safe if it's low if you don't have long exposure. Um, it's it's about duration and distance. It really is. And of course, how, how uh, what frequency is and how powerful it is. But duration and distance is where you get sick. With the 5G going in, they might say this one tower is safe. You know, as long as you're more than eight feet away from it, it's, it falls within our safe numbers. But what if you get three or four towers that overlap and you're getting hit with all four of them? It's a cumulative effect. And what's worse is Starlink. They just got approved to test in 13 cities. They're putting their, um, their satellite clusters, not a, not a satellite, a satellite cluster. So it's multiple and they're, they're much, much closer to the earth. They're at uh, 550 kilometers versus three, uh, 35 and a half thousand kilometers for a, a typical geosynchronous orbit. So it's much, much closer. You can go look this up on, uh, on starlink.com slash technology. And they'll, they got a nice little graphic, but the problem is that these aren't shooting that down to a tower that then relays it. This is a new technology that's straight from the satellite, which is much closer to your handset so now you're getting hit from above and you can't even escape it you your know. phone is the tower and your wi-fi router is a cell tower in your house yeah, yeah. but but it's, I just, i'm just afraid that even if they deem you know one of the satellites is safe this 5g tower is safe if they if they move those numbers around and say okay this is this is safe exposure we we consider this to be safe exposure what if you have 10 things exposed onto you at once non-stop so the duration is forever Okay, and the distance kind of doesn't matter if you're getting hit with four or five of them. It's it's more radiation, you know. And you have to remember too that they. It's my understanding that this is from research I did years ago, but uh, they don't really know what a safe level is. But in this country and in some other countries, and I know everyone loves to hate Russia, but over there they don't allow, or at least they were talking about not allowing Wi-Fi in schools. And I'm sure it's not because Putin loves children. I mean, maybe he does, but I think it's because he wants to see the Russian people proliferate and procreate and yeah. and continue on, you know. And he doesn't and, allow GMOs either. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you're a lab rat when you live in this country. Doesn't seem like much of a bad guy to me, right? He seems no, like I mean, good no. I mean, you know, <laughs> like I said, I'm sure getting package. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's just a matter of him understanding that fertility rates are dropping. I mean. In the U, and I only know the U.S. and Japan. I believe there's some other countries, but I don't want to speak. You know that something that that is. is not valid. But 
I think South Korea might be in there. I'm not sure. But I know in the U.S. and Japan, yes. because of the very low birth rates, we're at the point of pretty much not being able to right. repopulate. Um, I, I just wrote my, my sub stack that I just published today is, is about that. It's, it's mostly about whites because whites are going extinct. They mean every de definition of endangered species. And they're, they're, they've been below the replacement. Level. Just to give you an idea, a couple of things from 2021 to 2022. This is all you need to know about the problem. White women gave birth uh, in 2022 50, to 55,000 less babies than they did in 2021. This, in the same time period, Hispanic women gave birth to 50,000 more babies. And that, that paints the picture about as, as well as you can. But I also want to uh, give a shout out to the female president of Hungary. I forget her name. She's a new person who is, is coming up with all kinds of tax benefits and everything, encouraging her people to have babies. So the, the president of Hungary and Putin are the only two white leaders in the world who are saying we don't have enough white people. We need more babies. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just I'm sorry. It's kind yeah, of I, off the subject. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't feel guilty because I'm white. I mean, I, I don't. I I was born white. I, I was born a biological female. We have nothing to do with it. We, we, it's, we, it's not an accomplishment. We didn't. You know, we just. It's just. It is what it is. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and I know. And I'm, I get a little off track here, but I'm so tired of like the anti-Semitism thing. And I'm, you know what? If I know any people who are Jewish, I don't know that because I don't ask people. Yes. I don't ask people like you know what ethnic what ethnic group you belong to and what party do you belong to yeah. and all this. Like I don't even care. I don't. And I, I get something that so many of the people that, that that contact me, you know, really want to talk about Jews all the time. And I know a bunch of them like Hitler. You know, I, I, I don't know what, you know, but I, I, it is what it is. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm glad that they appreciate my work. But but I, I try to tell people that I don't even know what it means to be a Jew anymore because most of my relatives are part Jewish. Because it just, there's so much mixture. One of my mother's sisters married a, a Jewish guy many, many, you know, back in the last century. And they had 11 kids and they a bunch of them had seven, nine because they all turned Catholic. And so these are all most of my cousins are part Jewish. So what does that mean? I, I, don't, I don't even know what it means anymore. So it's stupid to talk about it, but we should be able to talk about it. Sorry. Uh, yeah. We'll get back on the subject. I didn't but need to anyway, sidetrack. I know you can't really see the but these are the EHS ICD codes and they mm -hmm. call it like, it's on here. The WHO like I said, this makes no sense to me. Idiopathic environmental intolerance attributed to electromagnetic fields. Well, that doesn't mean idiopathic then. But anyway, I carry this around in my wallet because I had a doctor write an extremely disparaging note in a chart about me saying I was basically, I had multiple paranoias, plural. I've never even heard that. Yeah. That my concerns about 5G were unfounded. Well, that's a diagnosis that everybody probably watching the show, some doctor well, would give, I'm pretty sure. Well, it's, I'll it's tell you what, I made an appointment with admin and I went in there and I was in there for about two hours showing this woman all kinds of stuff. But um, yeah, as far as moving the smart meter, even though there's a pole right at the corner of our property here, I mean, at least we could have moved it away from the house. We were told by our electric company, Penelec, that we would have to purchase a pole, have it put up in our yard, and then they could move the meter. I said, well, what's wrong with the pole, right? That's your pole. Like, why can't you put it over there instead of 
and of course he's trying to tell me, oh well, it's no worse than a cell well, phone. So this one, I mean, you need the, you need to go research some things. The, their attitude makes people like me. Of course, I'm skeptical of them anyhow. But it makes people like me instantly question because again, you're acting like something's weird here. Because again, what is the big deal? I I, I should have it. You said I guess some places they have an opt out. If you don't want a new smart meter, you should be able to still have the old one. I mean, why why can't you do that? And the fact that they're pushing it when they're forcing it. Same thing with the vaccine or anything. The fact that they're mandatory. They're demanding you get it. That's what makes people paranoid, if you will, or skeptical. Of this is that you know you why are you you act like you have a vested interest. Why do you care if I have a smart meter in my home? What does that matter to you? Well, why is it so important? I'll tell you why. It's because of the Internet of Things. Mm -hmm. In fact, if you if you buy, I mean, it doesn't have to be a tri-field meter, but if you buy a meter like this, I put this up against our coffee pot, a Mr. Coffee, and the readings were off the charts. And mm -hmm. it's my understanding that they're not putting, I don't think they're like computer chips, but they're putting some kind of sensor in all new products and that thing is commute right. everything's communicating with your smart meter the smart meters are communicating with one another yeah. and as i was saying if you're on a circuit and you happen to be the last person on the circuit and i think this is why our bills spike in the winter even though we don't heat with electric it's because it aggregates everyone's usage and then it kind of divvies it up between all of your bills so Essentially, we are paying for some of our neat neighbors to turn on electric heat or, you know, an electric. Um, I've never had an oil furnace, but I guess they're turned on like an electric switch or something. I'm not sure, but it's my understanding that's how they work. Now, this is stuff I researched years ago. I may not have it absolutely completely right, but um, this is, you know, people, a lot of people will say, oh, well, there's, you know, when I talk to people, they're like, oh, there's nothing to substantiate. Yeah. This is eight pages of websites from around the globe well do you remember when they first started talking about your tv can hear you and your computer on that now they acknowledge right. that and i i know if i'm on facebook and i have an old-fashioned uh, you know uh, a desktop which i like and uh, it'll some something is hearing me because i'll have conversations with my son or something about something and suddenly i'll start seeing you know new ads that are catered to and i remember one time when my wife and i thought uh, we, we were having mold in places of the house and I, I wasn't searching, but suddenly I started seeing all these ads for mold. And I said, so somebody is listening. It's pretty obvious. And that ought to scare everyone. But, you know, I don't know what it takes to scare Americans, but I do it. That. I do it purposely. I'll talk about things just to wait and see, because I, I'm yeah. constantly getting ads that pop up about stuff I'm talking about. Um, and in fact, there was a commercial um now I haven't watched TV in 30 years, but I mean, sometimes I am in other people's houses and I, wow. or it might've been one that popped up. I don't know. Maybe it was on YouTube. I have no idea, but you've missed so much, Stephanie. Pardon me? <laughs> What's that? You've missed so much. You haven't watched TV in 30. You missed the whole Seinfeld decade. <laughs> well, even when I had a TV, I, I was so busy working and volunteering most of the time. I, and I was never particularly interested. I was a weird kid. Like I didn't even like cartoons. Me too. I, I just, oh. I was just never a big TV person. I preferred being outside getting dirty and, and just doing stuff like that. But anyway, um, so there was a commercial and it was a woman, something that had to do with her being pregnant and trying to get a message to her husband. I don't remember the details, but she was saying all these things into her phone. And this was an actual commercial on, on YouTube or TV, wherever I saw it. And um, 
something then popped up, I guess, on his phone that like clued him in that she was pregnant or she wanted some, I don't know what it was. It, she wanted something for her pregnancy or the baby or what have you, but it was, they were putting it right in your face that, Hey, we're listening to you because that's what the whole commercial it's, was. Her it's not even just, phone to get it's a not even just that. They, they're geo tracking people. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember last year, uh, maybe a year, year and a half ago or something. One of our friends uh, came over, she came over to visit my wife and I'm sitting there and I get my phone out and I start looking on Facebook and I see ads for wedding dresses. I'm like, why am I seeing an ad for a wedding dress? And then she says, oh, I was just looking at wedding dresses on my phone before I came over. So it, yeah, she come yeah. over, latched onto my Wi-Fi, and then it must have thought that maybe that was my wife or something. I'm not sure, but we were in close proximity to one another. So then I started getting ads for these expensive wedding dresses. And I hadn't looked up anything to do with a wedding in years. I think you'd look wonderful in a wedding dress, really. I, you know, I, <laughs> I would rock it. Kidding. I, well, you can't say things like that these days. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> well, you, you might become more popular if you did wear a wedding dress. Yeah, maybe back to the army. Your, your, your podcasting career might take off. You know, if you suddenly start identifying as a bride, you know, who knows? Can I just say this? I just want to throw this out there. I'm not going to make any just want to throw this out there in in my digging for certain things um radiation now i don't honestly know if there is a difference between the radiation from ionizing and non-ionizing but it is all radiation it does all affect the body but radiation uh like from gamma or x-ray radiation uh, interestingly, it can cause you to lose your sense of smell and taste. And also zinc deficiencies can cause, you can't see that, increase or decrease sense of smell and taste. I just found that interesting. And I, because we kept hearing a lot about that over the last couple of years. I'm not quite sure why. Well, but I, it's, it's but. interesting how things have uh, changed in terms of radiation. The message is sent out because um, some of my favorite movies still are the great sci-fi films of the 1950s, where there was such concern about radiation, nuclear radiation mainly, that it could you know resurrect dinosaurs from the ocean floor and things like that, giant bugs and all kinds of great entertainment. So there was, but there was a clear warning there that, hey, we've got to be careful with this radiation, but now it seems like they're welcoming it and they're punishing people like you that are questioning it. Maybe I don't want to be subjected to this radiation. So why do you think, I mean, there's been a sea change there because they did used to warn against the dangers of radiation in popular culture. Now is they're putting radiation in every home and, and you can't opt out most of the time. I don't, I don't get it. Well, but, and you, you can't even convince like my best friend, she has terrible problems sleeping. She has uh, pain, you know, aches and pains. I mean, she's uh, seven, eight years older than I am. I'm 63, so whatever that makes her. But um, I have told her umpteen times, do not sleep with your cell phone. I said, where do you keep your cell phone? Oh, right beside my head on the, the bedside table. I said, well, turn it off and leave it out like in your living room or whatever. Put it in your car, you know, people don't listen. I gave her my meter. I said, take it over to your house put it up against all your appliances, wherever you have outlets or wall switches, test them, test them on all three. I said, put it up against your cell phone when you're using it. In fact, when she comes over, I am so sensitive now. She, I've had to tell her twice now that she needs to turn her phone off and stop using it because she can be here for like 10 minutes 
And I, I don't know if she's going through Facebook or, you know, first of all, I find it very rude. I mean, if you're going to come over here to visit me, right. then put your phone down and visit me. Don't be visiting everyone on Facebook or texting, you know, your ex and your kid and all this stuff. But I start getting heart palpitations and I get very anxious, more anxious. And I've had to tell her two times now, you need to put your phone away because it's people just they can't see it. They can't feel it. They can't smell it, taste it, whatever. And I always tell people you can't sense unless you know the symptoms, but you can't sense carbon monoxide either. Right. You don't smell it, see it, taste it, hear whatever, but it will kill you. And it almost killed us one night in our camper because we were using a carol heater. And I started getting a bad headache and getting very drowsy. And I said, we need to get out of here, open the windows and turn that heater off. And sure enough, once we turned it off and aired, aired the camper out, I was fine. But if you don't know the signs, that will kill you, even though you can't sense it. It's it just people have been so brainwashed and, and just so socially engineered to think that, well, if the government didn't tell us that, you know, it's bad, then it must not be bad. And if people haven't learned by now that the government's not there to protect us in any way. I mean, I have no use for government. I've, I've made that very clear. I'm an anarchist. I don't believe in government. Well, I, I have no argument with the anarchists anymore. I mean, I, I, I when I a few years ago, people uh, they, the only interview I've ever turned down was this anarchist guy that uh, <clears throat> wanted me to swear that I was an anarchist or something. I said, well, I, I'm not swearing to anything. When they but, ask you to swear, that's a that's a red flag. Yeah, I said, what, what, what is that? I mean, that's 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 kind of a strange thing for an anarchist to do. I thought you guys were against authority. Yeah. And you're no, right. people should be free to believe whatever they want. It's yeah. Just because of different experiences I've had with government, you know, I, I was sure. in the Navy Reserve and they they took my uh, my rank away from me and stuck me in the IRR because I went I had the audacity to go to my mom's funeral, and, and mm. I was told that everything was okay and it would be taken care of, yada yada. And next thing I know, I'm out and never could get back in. And um, Do you you, know, did they I, take your pension? Do you get any kind of pension from them? No, no, I was in eight years. But she, but, she, so shouldn't you qualify for a pension? I don't honestly know. I mean, I'm not considered a veteran on, on eight years. I don't know, but, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But, but you know, it's just I, I had a number of experiences that started question. I started questioning like, what what the hell country am I living in here? And I started yeah. digging and then, you know, just one thing led to another. And then when the smart meters went in and I got so ill, that's when I, I was um really pretty much accidentally stumbled across something, which I'm thankful I did because I probably would still be sitting here sick and not knowing what in the world was wrong with me because mm -hmm. doctors, you know, have not heard of this and they'll just treat you like you're, you're a lunatic. That's it. Well, and that's what somebody brought up the targeted individuals as well. And it, what happens is that, especially with targeted individuals, I've told, you know, the people that I, uh, the TIs that I've talked to is look, you know, you know, what you're saying is indistinguishable from somebody, what someone with a padded room would be saying. That's the way they're going to look at it. Mm -hmm. So, and if somebody wanted to set this up, you know, they certainly made it look that way. And that's the problem is when you talk about any of these things, if you're the, to the average normie, if you're saying, oh, this device that they put in, you know, my house, it's, it's giving me all these problems. I mean, the vast majority of people, I mean, look, they can't even understand building seven or, you know, something. so they're, they're, they're definitely not going to understand that. And they're going to instantly go to, and especially if the medical profession, which is leading all this, because they ought to be studying it and science ought to be studying, but are there, 
it sounds like there are at least some, I think you guys mentioned a few of them, scientists like there are in COVID that have um, yes. that broke the mold. So who, who are the scientists that are doing doing good work on this and trying to, uh, to tell the truth about it? I I found well, Dr. Mercola is Mercola, really heard, yes. on this. A scientist named Martin Paul P A L L. He did the work and found that the way that it one of the ways the main ways that it affects us is with um, voltage gated calcium channels. They're they're on the membranes of our cells, and they're very sensitive to EMF. And so when we are we experience increased frequencies, these channel gates open and we get calcium flooding into our cells and it, it causes a lot of damage. And, and so the, the, that's Martin Paul, P-A-L-L, if you wanted to listen to his lectures on YouTube. Um, he, uh, Dr. Mercola has interviewed him many times. And do, I, do you see what Kian, Kian uh, Ananta says that Mercola was bullied into removing all of his kind? I remember hearing yeah. something of that. Was it, wasn't he yeah. bullied into removing something? He had the biggest online uh, site visits for uh, holistic or integrative or, you know, natural type or more uh, holistically thinking medicine, by far the most popular website in the world for that, the most visits per day. And he took almost all of his material down. He had a huge library and he took almost all of it down. Yes, he was. I can't. Yeah. I can I can give you a lot of uh, uh, also uh, uh, Dietrich Klinghart H K L I N G A K R D T is excellent. Uh, I like Dr. Jerry Tennant. I learned a lot uh, from his work along the body electric type uh, that Stephanie was talking about. He wrote a book called Healing Is Voltage. There are some excellent ones, but you have to look for it. Go ahead, Stephanie. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, um, this is, um, I, I don't think I have the cover story, but this is ehtrust.org. I believe this was a letter put out in um, 2017 by a bunch of scientists. I don't know, no, 180 scientists and doctors from 35 countries. Uh, it was a, a moratorium on um, the rollout of 5G. And what people need to understand is that 4G and I don't know if it goes all the way back to 1G, but I know 4G and 3G do not go away. It's it's kind of like a... a explain, a what, explain what 5G is. What does that stand for? What does the G stand for? It just stands for fifth generation nice. internet. But the okay. difference is this is a millimeter wave, whereas 4G and the others below it were microwaves. And they don't i mean there's a, like i said there's there's five decades at least worth so of research we, we, were, we were safer with all the old wired 56k modems i guess well if they were wired yeah i mean i'm when i first got a computer yeah, I I dial, so. yeah, yeah yeah or dial up yeah even dial up because yeah. it's safer yeah. Right? yeah in fact when the very first time i was exposed we were living in an apartment complex and i'm assuming at that time probably a lot of people did have wi-fi including us because i didn't i didn't know anything about this that was the very first time i got vertigo now i was about 48 or so and i got it very very sporadically but the last year and i still have to wait till the end of january to get into a clinic so they can figure out what's going on if it's something mechanical in my ears or i, I don't think it is i think it's the 5g transmitter but i i am getting vertigo almost constantly it's it's ridiculous 
Um, but uh, I, don't know, I just lost my train of thought again. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a millimeter wave, and they don't know the long term. You know, we've had the microwaves now for decades. Right. And so there's a lot of good solid research. The problem with the 5G is it's a millimeter wave and they don't. And again, for me to try to explain all the science, I'll give you a link here that, you know, people can check that out because she can explain it far better than I can. But they don't know the long term uh, ramifications, whether it's just going yeah. to be the same as the 4G, 3G, et cetera. Or is this going to, you know, cause an explosion of, of more problems or different problems? They just don't know. Yeah, and it's, it's like everything, they're, and they're very unlikely to ever admit because they don't want to admit they're wrong about anything. So they and they because they've demonized people like you guys that are you know you're just you're paranoid or this is a mental illness or whatever you're just whatever you're imagining it. You're you're watching too many shows like Don Jeffries or whatever. You know, you're, you're this is something that's dangerous. You're, you're a thought criminal. But Jason, I uh, I I haven't given, you haven't given you too much time to talk. You you've devoted, uh, and this is how Karen Carpenter became a podcasting star on your show. I think. So, uh, how did you? Uh, how did you, you've devoted several shows to this, right? Yes. Uh, subjects. So, talk a little bit about what what you've talked about on the show. Uh, well, my whole thing I started with looking at you know a microwave, like you're getting cooked. You know, the more of these things we throw out there, the more we're gonna. It's kind of like we're on defrost right now you know yeah. and they throw that the starlink up there it's going to be more you know so i'm yeah. not gonna i'm not saying you're gonna literally cook but it's gonna it's, it's like you're in, in a microwave on defrost it really is uh but but what i've came across research in this is there's a lot more other problems that aren't coming with like getting think of it as a sunburn right um when i talk about being cooked so if i can go out there and and it's just barely morning or it's evening i'm probably not going to get sunburned but but when the uh, sun is high in the sky, I'm going to get sunburned because of the exposure, right? And but it has to do with duration and intensity, distance, you know, stuff like that. Um, so that's where I was going with it. But then I started um, finding these links. Uh, with their, the, the NIH did this study on rats, and they exposed rats to different frequencies. And I looked at the different frequencies. Uh, some of them were in the cell phone range, and they were looking at the chemicals uh, increase or decrease in certain chemicals in the brain based off of what. Uh, frequency they were using and some of some of the frequencies actually uh, on the lower end actually have healing properties so I mean, they're, they're talking about doing electroceuticals and stuff like that but a lot of them have really bad uh, bad mojo for the uh, balance in the brain and um and the exposure was very minimal i'm talking they would expose them for 15 minutes a day mm -hmm. uh, three days a week for two weeks and then they started seeing all these problems and then i'm looking at the kids now with the device in their hand 24 7 how many kids are on anxiety meds right now Antidepressants, yeah. and to your point, uh, you said that Putin is not allowing it in the schools. I think there's a reason for that. You know, you want to have your kids on these medications their whole life. And yeah. so also, infertility in China, the the it's government like checks to make sure pregnant women are wearing protective clothing for the womb, for the baby in the womb. The womb has some kind of uh, physical properties that actually seem to amplify the electrical signal. Well, you know things are bad when China cares more about right. protecting the womb than we do. I mean, it's just, what does that say well, about we're us? We're doing studies now on, on uh, prenatal natal uh, exposure to, to RF. And yeah. they know that there's problems. That's just yeah. it. They, they know with, about these problems. And when they start seeing that there's problems, they say, well, it warrants more study. But then they don't do the studies. So they can continue to say they're safe. Uh, what this level is safe? Well, how do you know? You know, and they say, "Well, just don't keep the phone in your pocket. You won't go sterile." Well, that's not a solution. 
you know. Right. Well, the teacher studies are out there. Yeah, did one, and he went back and traced the conditions under which women were pregnant, the EMF fields in the the houses where they slept at night, and they found huge increases in autism and other uh who did the study Dietrich clean clean oh, okay. okay okay he did an actual study going back and tracing the the fields where women slept when they were pregnant and tying that in with how their children were doing with autism and there's a was a huge connection and then there was another man in sweden who did similar studies and he's been they're trying to run him out of the university but and he, a lot of people feel he is, you know, worthy of a Nobel Prize or, or accolades. But the university is trying to get rid of him. Gotcha. That's how these things tend to work. And uh, there's a researcher at MIT. Her name is Stephanie. Sanef. Sanef. Yes. Now she's been doing a lot of work on autism, but she's she's also looking at um, glyphosate. And uh, but also she's considering the interaction with the glyphosate along with all the EMFs and, and whatnot. I mean, she's not, she's a very good researcher because she's not just saying, oh, it's just the glyphosate. She's right. willing to consider the whole thing. But I love her. Yes. And the problem with, I have seen, you know, women pushing babies in strollers and that little kid or, you know, toddler, and they have a little phone there or whatever. The problem with this it's even worse for little kids because their heads are so much proportionally larger than their bodies and their, their bones are not like when, when kids fracture a bone, they, we call it a green stick. Cause if you ever try to break a green stick off a tree, you get just kind of that splintering. It doesn't just snap because their bones are much softer and they, they absorb that radiation so, so much more readily than an adult does. So a child, there should never be a wireless baby monitor. Children should not be holding cell phones or any other. I mean, I, I don't have a toddler. So I don't know what little doodads come, you know, with a screen, but they should never, ever, ever be exposed to that stuff because they are so much more susceptible. And like I said, glio glioblastomas are very much on the rise and like I said, my brother-in-law died from one and I, you know, I can't say absolutely the cell phone usage caused it, but I would say there's a pretty good possibility because he was, he was a businessman and he, every time you saw him, he was yakking on his phone all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's right where the glioma was. But um, like, like Karen said, Dr. Martin Paul, I read a lot of his work, Dr. Barry Trower, I, mm -hmm. I don't think he has like a platform, but you you can find him. He has a channel on um, uh, BitChute, I believe. He's doing oh, great he? work. He's really trying to help people. He ex actually experimented on orphanages when he was in MI6. He was in charge of testing EMFs out on, on people, different frequencies, and he was experimenting in orphanages. And he seems like he's in his later years, he's really trying to make some kind of amends for that. He's really trying to, have you heard of Barry Char, Jason? No, I haven't. Yeah, he's great. He's, he seems like he's, a great person. He's an English English guy. Yeah. If you, if you want to see what you can do with EMF, take a look at the Hutchinson, the Hutchinson effect. He had some old Navy equipment. And in fact, he worked for the military. I think he's Canadian, but he worked for the military for a while, but he was taking this old Navy equipment, this combo equipment, generating uh, waves and stuff. 
and he was bombarding stuff and making things like wood and steel melt together making things levitate he's got this all on on the old vhs you know and he worked for the for the military for a while and all of a sudden they just canned him and uh and then he kind of became a hermit but he legit filmed it people went and watched it they're like we don't know what's going on but you you can do some crazy stuff with frequencies crazy stuff especially if you know the harmonic uh what frequency is the harmonic of that you're you're trying to to work with you know it's, it's and, insane. and there there are good and they do use some of, of some of this stuff in medical treatments i mean there are there are good frequencies and there are bad frequencies now the the basis for me is the earth has a frequency which is called the schumann resonance our bodies have a frequency and they're they're just i think a couple of a tenths point off not much like Mm-hmm. Yeah, just it's like two tenths of a point or something. I always forget what the exact numbers are. But, you know, when I was a kid, I always went barefoot. I, I can't anymore because I, I trip on my fall on my face. But um, it always felt so good. Now, I didn't know why. But grounding, which is just simply going out and sticking your bare feet in the grass or the sand or the dirt or whatever. So probably why I like to garden. I just and I don't use gloves. I just love to get my hands in the dirt. Sure. But there's a reason for that, because we are in sync with the frequency of the earth. These frequencies are not in sync with our bodies. There are also frequencies called the solfeggio frequencies. There is tuning fork um, therapies, uh, which I would love to get into for, for the affliction I have. Um, you know, there there is, I mean, this this whole frequency thing is, is mind-boggling. And you know, we are frequency. I mean, we literally are. And well, the, the electricity in our bodies, you know, it's, it's, it's so, I mean, I remember being a little kid all my life. I, I, I cannot wear sweaters, especially in the winter, because if I do, I can't, t- I, I mean, I, I, I look ridiculous trying to open a door because I can't touch it with my, otherwise I'll think I'll get a shock. Shock. Anyway. I'll get a real shock. And uh, so, but I, doesn't this just you know, kind of a little off topic, but Obviously, we are electricity. It, it, we have currency in us. So, I mean, doesn't that isn't that kind of prove that, that we don't die in a way? Because where you, know, you can't kill electricity. So, where does our where does our currency go? And could that be the right. soul? I mean, just kind of yeah. put that out there. It's very it's it's absolutely intertwined. Um, Stephanie was talking about the tuning fields. Eileen Day McCusick did pioneering work in that and biofield tuning, releasing energy from your your biofield with frequencies and then dr jerry Tennant that i was talking about he worked with her but there are definitely good frequencies healing frequencies that help us for sure just music the power of music the sound that's frequencies for better or for worse i was looking up uh some of the lower frequencies you know in the in the hundreds of of uh hertz you know not in the megahertz range and there was three i came across um and this from different hospitals writing these these things and one of them will help you uh, produce melatonin before you go to sleep. Uh, another one of the particular frequencies um, reduces anxiety. Um, but but you were talking about the nano the nanometers uh, waves. Um, when you start getting up, and that's where so that's like your your five G, and then the six G. The six G is going to go all the way up to one hundred gigahertz. That's what they're planning for. When you start getting those those uh, nanometer waves like that, that starts messing with your DNA. And we so can't handle it. Good that comes from that. Uh, it starts well, breaking down. Yep, the DNA. I was reading about that. There's and already research about DNA damage from yes. 4G on down. Yeah, and it depends yeah. on the exposure, of course. You know, the the strength and the and the length of exposure. But 
Um, I would think that if it's damage in DNA, that would be cumulative. So even if you got light exposure here and there, it would add up over time. I think all of this is cumulative. Plus, you have to remember, you know, when you go out, I mean, I don't know why grocery stores and especially hospitals and all these places have to have Wi-Fi. I mean, everyone's walking around with cell phone. You don't need yeah. cell uh, Wi-Fi for that. And but, um, uh, you know, for me, when I get out in those environments, I, I can spend about 10 minutes and I, I'm starting to get sick in the stomach. I'm getting a headache. I'm getting very tense and, and you know, antsy because everyone around me either has their phone in their hand using it or it's on them or, you know, and there's, there's just stuff pinging everywhere. It's like, you cannot get away. Well, there is one place in the state, in the country where you can get away from it. That's in West Virginia because they have a telescope there for whatever reason that cannot be exposed to um, any type of uh, RF frequency. So no one there can have a cell phone or Wi-Fi. I mean, you can have internet if it's hardwired, that's my mm -hmm. understanding. But there's one spot in West Virginia, and I have a feeling it's going to be filling up pretty soon, so I might want to make my reservation <laughs> now. But um, anyway, if I could quickly run through, I'll give people some stuff. If they, You know, I really wish people would research this stuff because it, it's, like I said, we're, we're willingly bringing weapons systems into our home. And I don't mean that to sound hyperbolic because I'm not being hyperbolic. I mean, that truly is, they know they're damaging our bodies. And we're all, be, for the, the sake of convenience, we're willingly bringing it into our home, carrying it around in our purses or our pockets and giving ourselves cancer or, or you know, infertility or what have you. And there's no reason, like Dr. Magda Havas has this, this thing she likes to say, if it doesn't move, it doesn't need Wi-Fi. And like I said, everything in my house is hardwired. And, um, you know, I, I mean, because I just simply cannot tolerate being in it at all anymore it, and it's really it sucks because I, I kind of feel like I'm just a prisoner in my house at this point but anyway uh if you just if you just type in Dr. Martin Paul into a search engine a whole bunch of stuff will come up Dr. Barry Trower Dr. Magda Havas has you a spell that? I'm spell sorry who spell her name uh it's Dr. Magda M-A-G-D-A last name is Havas h-a-v-a-s thanks she has a youtube channel and she also has a website magdahavas.com uh she's a canadian researcher slash uh professor retired now very 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 um literate on this subject uh now i don't know if i can say the name of this um well i might get your channel taken off of i don't know whether to say this this website spell uh, it Go well, for it. <laughs> to find the 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 ones that were printed out by the military, this is where I found them. It's a website called chemtrailplanet.com. And I know that probably sounds like, oh geez, you know, believe me, there's some good information on this guy's website. Sure. That's where I found the research from way back in the 70s from the military. Globalresearch.ca. You have to make sure it's .ca because there's another global research which is not the one I'm talking about. You can find almost anything on this website. If you just put in the search bar, like EMF sensitivity or effects of RF radi you know, radiation or what have you. Um, Dr. Havas uh, founded the Electrosensitive Society and that is electrosensitivesociety.com. Uh, Jerry Day has a YouTube channel called Minivan Jack. 
and he has links to other websites. Um, he covers a vast array of subjects, but he also covers the EMF subjects. Um, and I would recommend the Take Back Your Power. And as I said, the Invisible Rainbow is a must read and the Body Electric, but make sure you get the one that has the two authors, not the one, because there are two Body Electric books and they're, they're on Amazon, um, which I hate Amazon, but that's where they're at. Um, and you can also go to ehs-mls.org. Uh, that's another good site for all kinds of information. Dr. Neil, N-E-I-L, Cherry, C-H-E-R-R-Y. Um, they're kind of faded out, but <laughs> there are these are links to his published papers and articles, and there's like a zillion of them on here. Um, and I don't know where I came across him. He might be the doctor who actually was electrosensitive himself and kind of went through the same thing I did. He went to a, another doctor. He, doctor had no idea, and he somehow figured out what was going on with him. And um, he started, I, I don't know if he was a medical doctor or exactly, I don't remember. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it, there is just so very much information out there if people just look for it. Now, I don't know. Right now, with all the censorship, there, there might have been a lot of stuff that's been removed. Sure. Because I was digging for this stuff like seven, eight years ago. So, um, and I, like I said, I had a great big box. I mean, just jammed with all kinds of stuff that I printed out. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. The little gremlins stole it, I guess. But uh, yeah, and like I said, this is, it's not like there's a lack of information. Eight pages of worldwide well, websites. You, on this you, you guys have done incredible research. I just want to uh, talk. Jacob, it's good to see you back. I haven't seen you here for a while. Uh, Sam's Bodie's tree is, I, I, you've, you've had some strange messages here. I don't know what you're, you have, <laughs> you're talking about Darius Rucker. Wasn't that the guy that was the lead singer of a band or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wagon. He's got Darius Rucker Wagon Wheel. You have my number. I don't know what's what Wagon Wheel. I worked at Wagon Wheel back when I was a teenager. I don't know if that's a reference. I like that song. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't know what that means, but uh, so maybe you can translate. Sorry about that. I just was. That was the. I just wanted to. Oh, oh, quickly. I'm sorry. Um, as for Dr. Magda Havas, um, on her YouTube channel, she has a number of. Uh, she doesn't, she doesn't have like a huge channel and, you know, zillions of uh, videos, but she has some very pertinent, um, especially the, the scientific explanations of things that I, I can't begin to try to even uh, explain. But if you go to her channel um, for, oh my God, these notes are horrible. Oh, um. Okay. Uh, as far as treatment, I mean, I mean, you can buy special paint, special clothing, which I think you would probably die in in the summer. I know I would. Um, and it's all very, very expensive. I mean, but really, the only thing you can really do is just mitigate your exposure to it, which is, of course, very, very difficult. Um, but she does have... Um, a video called uh, R2, I don't know if that's an I, R2ID3, Root Cause Protocol for Treating EHS. 
But like I said, good luck finding an allopathic physician in this country that has any clue what you're talking about. Absolutely. Um, but basically for me, it's, it's mitigation measures. And I am also, I, I have, I try so many different um, uh, natural, you know, remedies. I mean, I take, I take no medication. I, I don't take, even take pain pills. I, I finally broke down, took some aspirin earlier just because I was hurting so bad, but that's like maybe once a year I might break down and take something. But anyway, um, she has another one for the scientific explanations. She has one, it's uh, it's one Havas 2020 lecture introduction, pre-conference EMF course, um, history of electricity, radio, radar, wireless, etc. And then she has the second part of the 2020 lecture, um, RFR and 5G pre-conference EMF course. And then number four is covering the dirty electricity. That's the one that I always have a difficult time understanding, but it, it has to do with other frequencies bleeding or, or other electricity bleeding through the lines. And you get, in other words, if you have clean electric, you get, it's my understanding, you get like a, a clean wave. And when you get the interference, it's pretty much like when I, when I used a heart monitor, uh, when I would get artifact, it would be interference. It would either be the pasties weren't sticking or the patient was moving around and you just get random squiggly lines. And, but I can't really sit here and explain it that well, but she explains it very well. It's a, it's a PowerPoint. It's, you know, um, it's very easy to understand, but I would go to her website. I mean, I'm sorry, her YouTube channel. Um, unless you really like to read a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of articles, because there is a ton of information on her website also. Um, but those videos are very good. Um, she also has videos on explaining the EHS, the sensitivity and the mechanics of that. And, you know, like I said, if you've, if you've already got a disease like I do, where you're already um, experiencing a lot of inflammation, or if you've had electrical shocks, you, or also if you've ever had chemical sensitivity, which when I was a kid, I couldn't put my hands in any kind of soap. I had to bathe in, um, it was some kind of brown soap that had like no scent. I couldn't use any kind of hand lotion with anything that had scent in it. It was an immediate rash. Now I've outgrown that, but I cannot walk through a store where like the fabric softeners and laundry detergents and so forth. Cause I immediately, my eyes start burning, my nose is running. So I'm still chemically sensitive to a point, but that also makes you more prone to being sensitive to this stuff. So you know, and you never know if you're going to come down with some sort of crazy autoimmune thing like I have. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I know what causes them, but I don't want to cause any controversy here. I'm just saying in my own case, I believe it was this, but not not the one for COVID. It's just a, a normal, you know, tried and true, safe and effective. We're, so. We've got we've got to, we've gotten several comments about uh, chemtrails in in the chat. Do you, are, are chemtrails connected to this at all? I I certainly believe they're real, but is there any connection? Well, they do spray apparently a lot of aluminum, strontium, barium. Now I know, yeah, you know, uh, nano sized aluminum, which is also in a lot of shots, as is thimerosal is in some of them, from what from what I understand. <laughs> Excuse me, <clears throat> but that aluminum does cross the blood brain barrier and it does cause a lot of issues because aluminum does not belong in your body, nor does fluoride. Your, your body has no use for them. 
and yet we're inhaling them or ingesting them in water constantly. And it's just my opinion uh, that those are causing a lot of issues, yes. Between inhaling aluminum and the current schedule for kids is what, something like 72 shots of mm -hmm. 18 different types of... So oh, they've added more, actually. Uh, the COVID is yeah. at six months, uh, along with a, a flu vaccine at six months. Yeah. And people that's will sit there and say, well, there's that's yeah. not causing any issues. Yeah. But, <laughs> along with all the other ones that I have a five-month-old grandson, so <laughs> I'm pretty familiar with the, the schedule right now. Hey, um, and it's growing. <laughs> back, back on the sensitivity issue, I want people to consider something. If you look at the electromagnetic spectrum, it goes all the way down from basically, you know, electricity all the way up to gamma rays. And, and it's just... The only difference between that visible light, infrared light, is the frequency. That's it. And uh, if you look at what the cell phones, you know, starting with, like I said, the handheld FM radios, uh, then it goes into Wi-Fi, and then it goes into cell phone, and it goes all the way up to the UV spectrum. Once you cross into the UV, you're talking sunburn territory here. So if, if the only difference is the frequency... Uh, you know, if I go outside and Angry Tiger goes outside with our shirts off, who's going to burn first? I'm going to burn first because I'm ginger, right? I probably can't be out there for more than 10 minutes. Uh, he's he'll probably last longer than me before he gets a sunburn. Uh, so people are going to be uh, susceptible at different levels of this stuff. And, and like I said, you're just scaling down from UV, which will burn your skin. You're scaling it down a little bit, and now you're into the 6G range. And just because you don't feel it or just because you don't burn doesn't mean it's not affecting you too. Right, Jason? Right. Absolutely. Um, but I tell you, it, you get exposed at a high enough level and your skin does burn. It does burn. And, and, and also, uh, Jason should be aware of this. The 5G is also the active denial system mm -hmm. in the military, is it not? Yes. yes. Where they mean, and I, I, from my understanding, it only takes a couple seconds where you just feel like you're literally on fire. And I've seen demonstrations where, you know, yeah. people are hit and just immediately flee. Mm -hmm. um, no, and I'm not saying that's a, what the 5G is doing right now, but I, I would think that they would have the capability to put that on whatever frequency it would, would be. Yeah, um, I think my understanding is 5G is a range of frequencies that yeah. it's variable. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, you know, say they want to keep us in our houses or, you know, contain us oh, yeah. in a certain area. They could just crank that baby up and, you know, you go outside, you feel like you're being burned. So you run back in. I mean, now maybe that's going to into Looneyville. I'm, I'm just throwing that out. I don't I don't know enough about the different ranges of frequencies. I, 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 do, I don't think I they're really studied the effects, the biological effects. I, I don't think that they're trying to cook us. You know, but I think it's a side effect that could happen. And, you know, I was reading uh, Elon's uh, request to do this test in these 13 cities with his Starlink, the direct to cell phone link up uh, from Starlink. And his concern wasn't over anything to do with health. What he was reassuring the FCC was that his experiment was not going to interfere with existing telecommunications. That's all they cared about. Is it, it's not going to mess with our, our existing stuff, right? No. Okay. Don't care about the health risks, but it was, it was told to us when I went through my school uh, for, for microwave uh, communications, they told us if you work with a ginger, you're lucky because if you're in one of these little vans where all the equipment is 
and there's a tear in the waveguide, the waveguide is what takes it from the antenna out to the dish. If there's a, a hole in that and it's and the EMF is getting out, we turn bright red and we'll, we'll be on fire. So they said that's like the canary in the coal mine. So they've known about this. And my books were from the 60s. You know, this was like, you know, T1 uh, network technology, like old stuff. So I, I don't know. I just, if we know that, that the sun affects different people in different ways, you're just talking about a little bit down the spectrum. Why wouldn't that be the same? So if you don't, if, if you don't feel the effects of it, don't think that somebody else might not, you know? Well, that, you know, that, the one thing that stuck out in my mind last time I heard Dr. Barry Trower talk is he said, imagine what the world would be like or you know, certain countries if everyone would even just turn off their Wi-Fi. You know, and I'm not saying like, you know, everyone has to do it because I'm sensitive. I'm saying for everyone's sake, because it is affecting all of us. It's it's making us all sick, you know, on a bio, on a on a cellular level. And it's it's weaponized because like i said we are being exposed to far 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 higher amounts than many other countries use some of those countries we love to demonize too you know or at least one of those countries we love to demonize um but you know i i just i get very frustrated like with my friend who, who's constantly complaining about sleep issues and whatever she spends all of her time in front of a screen and it's not only the blue light. I, I think there's a reason melatonin sa sales are like through the roof because yeah. nobody can sleep. Yep. You know, I, ta I take it. <laughs> well, there you go. You know, I, and I don't. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you have Wi-Fi in your house. None of my oh, business. I'm just saying. I do. That, yeah. You know, you know, I turn on my phone. If I turn the Wi-Fi on on my phone, it used to be I would see my Wi-Fi and maybe one or two of my neighbors' Wi-Fi's. When I turn it on now and look at, I'll have like twenty. Mm -hmm. 20 freaking Wi-Fi's show up. And I don't know what those are smart meters, if that's uh, it's just stronger than people. Because the houses are further away from me where I live now than they were in my old neighborhood. They're further away, but I'm picking up more people's routers. So I, I guess the, the newer routers are more powerful, maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah, our, our houses are are spread out pretty far. And, and uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny because every time our power goes off, like even if it just blinks off for just a moment, it comes right back on turns our box on and then back on. And I guess our internet company got so tired of me calling and telling them they had to turn off the Wi-Fi. Of course, the first time I called, they were like, what, you want your Wi-Fi off? I said, yes, I want my Wi-Fi off. <laughs> and because, you know, and the one time they told me it was off and I could still feel it. And I had to call them back and I said, it, it's not off. First of all, it's showing in my computer and it's showing on our box. Can't you turn it off on your computer? You 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 should you can't have anymore, Don. I, I no. got oh. I got a new. Modem. I guess I have I have old computers. I guess that's why. Yeah, the newer ones they they got that locked out. You used to be able to get in there with the default login and stuff like that, and you could shut the Wi-Fi down. But this newer router I get have, which is exactly looks exactly like my old router, but I can't get into it and turn the Wi-Fi off. Your Wi-Fi router? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm hardwired to it, but it, but I can't turn the Wi-Fi off. They yeah. have to do it you there. can. They they got so sick of me calling. Uh, because our, our power tends to blink off a lot. A lot of people drive crazy out here and we're at backcountry roads and stuff like that. But uh, uh, they finally gave me the website that they use to go in, and all I have to do is click off and then go on 5G and click off, and I'm good to go instead of yeah. calling them and going round and round and round all the time. I get into the login page, and the, the options grayed out. 
and that that's just on this um my other modem was exactly the same but i could turn it on and off this new yeah. one since we moved here it, it's grayed out so i'd probably have to have them unlock it or something with some kind of password you you probably just have to keep calling them and yeah. eventually like i said they'll get sick of you calling and they'll they'll give you the website that they use to uh uh, I can't think what it's called, but it's uh, it's it's what they use when I call to turn off my Wi-Fi because it has you know all the information on my computer, the IP address, and all that jazz. And because that's yeah, very simple, I just address. hit off and off, and I'm good to go. Because I was calling them constantly, and you know it was getting to be pretty old. But um, I told them, I said, look, don't try to fool me and tell me it's off because I can tell. I mean, not just because the, the box is still lit up. I said, even if it wasn't, I can tell when it's on and when it's off. And so now I have a way to just turn it off immediately. So, um, but uh, I think that, I think I pretty much covered everything I, I wanted to cover. I just, uh, I, I just really hope anyone listening will, I mean, if you, you know, replay the video and maybe write down some of the websites or yeah, whatever. I think people will get, a, get a lot out of this. Um, Stephanie, yeah, I, we have like six minutes left, so I want to make sure you you get you and Jason get a chance to talk as well. To sum up, any anything else that we've missed, um, Karen, that might be um, important for people to know? Well, as Stephanie said, reducing exposure is, is really important. Um, some people think uh, uh, taking a lot of magnesium, especially several types of magnesium, will help help with your body deal with EMF uh, just that we're constantly exposed to. So, And most people have um, magnesium deficiency, so yes. quite, quite a bit of magnesium and various types. And Dr. Mercola is big on that. Uh, fish oil, good quality fish oil with the long chain omegas. Those are really good for us also. Sulforaphanes, which are sulfurous compounds, which are in garlic and onions and other foods. Um, uh, also, some of the compounds that we find in different cruciferous vegetables. And the Mediterranean, the classic Mediterranean diet and Okinawan diet, which is Japanese those seem to be have uh, the best results as far as people handling or dealing with the EMF exposures pretty well. And then uh, there's also a lot of people who think that if you increase your nitric oxide levels in your body by uh, beet products, there's a lot of beet products these days. Uh, I use it for my blood pressure and it does help if I'm having a day where my blood pressure skyrockets, I hit the beets, <laughs> the red beet powder right away. Um, and it helps other and there's several others that you can use, but, um, so also nitric oxide, your, your mouth, you have things, uh, things in your mouth that make nitric oxide when you chew greens, like salad, if you chew them for a while and don't use mouthwash cause it kills the organisms in your mouth that helps make the nitric oxide. So that's just a few things I I've learned. Can I just, I just want to add yeah. two cents really, really quickly. And then I'll let, I'll let Jason talk. Um, like I said, when I got sick from the smart meter, and like I said, I didn't know. I didn't know anything about them. So it, this was not in my head. I was physically ill from it. So that started, I researched this stuff heavily for like three years. And when I got done with that, uh, when the um, you know what of 2020 rolled around, <laughs> I, I, mean, I was like everyone else, I, viruses are viruses. And I just, you know, thought same thing everyone else did. And so I started really intensively researching germ versus terrain 
versus miasma theory, theory. Then I read this book. Well, I also heard a couple other people talking about certain things. I read that book. I went in and I aligned all the dates myself because I don't, I tend not to just take people's word and say, well, I read it in a book, so it had to be true. Now, I don't agree with this guy on his climate change stance, but I don't have to agree with someone on everything to glean good information right. from something. And I, I read a lot. In fact, this book on my, you know, I hear this guy's a really, like a really <laughs> good, nice guy too. You really, should, you really should get this book. I'm telling you. And it's the winter. most shadow banned book in the world. Yes. It, it, well, this is my reading time of year at winter. But anyway, it's it's amazing. And like I said, a zinc deficiency and radiation will both cause a lack of taste and smell. I don't know if anyone's making a connection there with something we kept hearing for like three years. Yes. A certain symptom of a certain something. Yes. But I'm telling you. If you research the EMFs and you research germ versus terrain versus miasma theory, miasma is kind of a blending of the two. And if you look at what virus means in Latin, so on and so forth, it kind of all comes full circle and a lot of things start making a whole lot of sense. Just my opinion. Jason, any, any closing thoughts? Uh, yeah, I would say that we're not going to escape this. They're going to keep pushing through it because they're going to need the the monitoring, the the controlling. Um, the Starlink's going to go up. The smart meters are going to. They need that tool. Yeah, they need it. It's part of their plan for their smart cities and their you know fifteen minute mm -hmm. cities and and uh, they got to know how much you're consuming, you know how much meat you're eating. They can tell by you know what your microwave setting is, like what you're cooking. And, oh, you've had your allotment of. Uh, of meat for the month you know i think that's where it's going but what we can do is try to minimize it i've been playing around the last couple of weeks where um I'll, I'll shut my wi-fi off at night i'll put my phone in, in airplane mode anything that's got wi-fi unplug it and a phenomenal sleep absolute phenomenal sleep if i leave the router plugged in um i'll sleep for about three or four hours and i'll wake up I'll kind of toss and turn and go back to sleep and i'll wake up over and over and over again all night long but when i unplug all the wi-fi I get a good night's sleep. So we've put our, our router all the way across the house on the upper level. And our bedroom is down in the basement on, you know, the, the, all the way across the house. So that's one thing we can do. Um, and then if, if we don't have something going on where the Wi-Fi has got to stay on, I'll just unplug it at night. The extreme measure that Dr. Klinghart requires from his serious cancer patients, et cetera, is to turn off the breaker, at least to the bedroom and preferably to the whole house. Yeah. That's a good idea because, you know, sleep, the reason I touched on the sleep thing is sleep is very, very important for overall health, you know, for your body to be able to heal itself. So if, we, if we're going to be exposed to it, at least try to minimize it so we can get the proper sleep and let our body heal and then get out of town once in a while. Get out of town, go yeah. to the river, uh, hang out, take your shoes off. Like you guys were saying, take your shoes off and walk around in the mud a little bit, you know, that's going to, and plus you're going to get vitamin D from the sun, right? So there you go. Absolutely. Uh, Jay, Don, Jason, if, yeah. I'm sorry. Like Karen said, you know, the magnesium is very important, but also yes. it does help with sleep. Um, I I don't I don't have yeah, my I, ta I take out, but I take everything for sleep. Nothing makes me sleep. <laughs> Look, well, I, I I probably slept through the night, maybe uh, I can count on one hand my wow. entire life. I, I mean, so I've always been this way. As a little kid, I, I wouldn't sleep. I just I don't just know. Just watch the foxhole before you uh go to bed and it'll put you right to sleep. Well, I've been using this. <laughs> Where's my, where's my, this is so hard. Um, oh, cool. yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, oh, it's a uh, bio challenge. Uh, I'm, I've been working with a naturopath, and I'm not sure if I got this off the website that where I get the things. I'll that, check it out. Because I think so that a certain type things. of magnesium, it's it's magnesium, and I think it says plus five HTP or something. I, mm -hmm. I don't have the bottle in front of me, but this has tryptophan in it and right. a bunch of other stuff. So you might want to try something like this along with, you can also get a magnesium that has every single type of magnesium mm -hmm. in it. Right. That would probably be your best bet. I, but I, I know I tryptophan is very good for sleeping. Yeah. Tryptophan yeah. is in milk and turkey. That's oh, why yeah. they think the warm milk made people. After sleep. Thanksgiving, that's why yeah, you start nodding out. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, there's no <laughs> question about it. Jay, Jason, working. I don't think, I don't think Karen and Stephanie, I don't think you have links or anything, do you? For, no. For people? Did well, I, re I resurrected my son. I, I just was having a bad day one day and I completely deleted my sub stack. I, I just resurrected it, but I only have Good. one article written so far because I've been feeling so crappy, but I'm trying. Okay. I'll probably what, start what, something pretty soon. Good. You should. What's your sub stack, Stephanie? Uh, formerly young. Uh, uh, I don't know. Is it stephaniegreen.substack.com and then slash okay. formerly young or okay. I'm not sure how those things work, but yeah, that's not formerly right. long, young, like my old one. Jason, the, uh, the nights of the storm airs. When tell us what, where people can find you. Well, I'm on uh, the Foxhole Thursdays. That's at 8 PM Eastern. And, uh, and then the nights of the storm on Saturdays at uh, 10 AM Eastern. And that's on rumble on, uh, not YouTube anymore, but rumble. Uh, we're on, uh, on uh, Facebook, finally, I finally got, got us on Facebook. We'll see how long that lasts, and then Twitter. Um, but really, if you just go to thenightsofthestorm.com, you can find all the links to your show, uh, Tony's show. Yes, you got everybody there. So it's the easiest way. Fantastic. To find it. Well, I, I appreciate this. is a fascinating subject. I think it was a great discussion. Uh, I learned a lot. Uh, I learned uh, to look out for smart meters, uh, which I don't have yet. Thank goodness. And uh, you know, you guys are doing uh, great work on trying to expose this it's a real issue. Obviously a lot, a lot of people are suffering for it. We need, we need to try to uh, shine the light on it as much as we can. So mm -hmm. thanks to Jason Barker, yeah. Stephanie Green, Karen Carpenter. I'm going I'm to send you an exam on this book. Okay, have a okay, month. Stephanie, I, I, and it's another, I, people send me books that I, I've got so many. I know. I, I, I'm out of the habit of reading books. It's terrible, but I'm so busy reading the internet and writing. It's awful. Mm -hmm. I still read so I know. Much. I know. In the old days, I would have had that thing read in a, a couple of days. But uh, I, I, and I really appreciate it. I, and thanks so much, everybody, for joining us. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to iProtest. We'll talk to you next week, same time. Thank you very much, Don. Thanks, Don. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Okay. And this is